Hello, fair listeners. This is Rig. I am Gus. Fantastic. We're letting you know at the top of this show that we are releasing new and exclusive content all the time via our Patreon. And we sound like we're on meth because this is our seventh take at saying our own names. And also we're on meth. (laughs) Good times. (laughs) Percy delivers. So for as little as a cup of coffee per month, you can support us and get all sorts of new and exclusive content. Just go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Gus and Rig. Hello and welcome back to Homegrown Horror Shows, colon, a Gus and Rig collaborative performance art experiment. <laughs> it is my, audio mime. <laughs> my name is Rig and accompanying me in this batshit skivvy only affair is my life partner, Gus. Bonsoir. <laughs> Je m'appelle Gus. <laughs> Uh, How are you, mate? You good? I'm good, mate. I'm good. These these are just the tree that keeps bearing fruit, aren't they? <laughs> they sh- trees bear fruit? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Like under the dome, like in a movie scenario or like any tree? Uh, is this a real question? I'm an inside cat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Both what is an inside cat and what is your mind? <laughs> Anyway, for anyone wondering, Rig was, yes, raised under the dome of Stanmore (laughs) where trees don't bear fruit and the sky is always dark. (laughs) Where people wear hats on their feet and hamburgers eat people. (laughs) So, Homegrown Horror Shows, mate, and we are focusing exclusively on one topic in these series of shows and this week it is everything medical. Oh, it's incredible. This is a treasure trove of uh, comedy nuggets, uh, mostly because it reinforces what we already know, which is that all doctors and nurses are full-blown crazy fucks. <laughs> I believe every doctor, nurse and midwife is Dexter from the show. <laughs> <laughs> Not the one with the laboratory, the <laughs> one that kills people. <laughs> Yeah, they certainly are. Um, It's one of the only professions where you can be a full-blown drug addict and it be an actual plus for your (laughs) occupation. (laughs) It's one of of those cool, like, social club things that you would normally find in a job. Um, So I I reached out to uh, some of our listeners who work in the medical profession, but we also threw it up on our socials and the content has flowed back. So... Just for anyone that hasn't uh, heard this segment before or any of our content at all, neither of uh, only one of us has heard the, uh, the material that's being presented, the person who's speaking. So I'm about to tell Rick something that he's never heard before uh, and you will get to experience his reaction live-ish. Oh, natural. <laughs> it's live while I'm hearing it <laughs> and you're hearing it on delay. <laughs> Unedited, but live for you. Makes sense? Great. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Um, this is from a, uh, a doctor from when he was a resident. A guy decided to trim his hedges by lifting his lawnmower up and using the blades. Oh my God. <laughs> what? At 90 degrees. Oh. He manages to cut all of his fingers off. Oh. <laughs> so Jesus. that's not the end. A guy driving past him sees him doing it and thinks, what a fucking stellar idea. Tries it, also (laughs) cuts all his fingers off. Both men attend the same emergency department within one hour of each other with the same story and no one believes that it wasn't connected. (laughs) Actual coincidence. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, for anyone trying to picture this, imagine a lawnmower, one of the ones that goes on the ground that you push with a handle. Now pick it up and put it on its side like some kind of a squeegee. <laughs> Imagine your hedge is a window, apply mower, lose fingers. Oh, my God. Second bloke driving past because, you know, rubbernecking some other bloke doing something sick with his hedge and goes, that is awesome. And this story comes from a regional centre of Australia. It's outside of a capital city, but it has a large port. I will leave everybody to guess what city this is from. Good old Wagga? <laughs> Wagger is famously inland. <laughs> oh, you bet it is. <laughs> bet they even have trees that bear fruit. Oh, they do. They certainly do. Um, yeah, okay. Go on. What do you got? Oh, cool. <laughs> I will go on. Trees. You <laughs> you plant them in the ground. No, so okay, so mine comes from the world of me. Stage and screen. Go on. <laughs> it comes from the story of me. Yes. The story of my life. Mm. So my doctor is an old man. Gary or otherwise. He's an old man. So <laughs> he's, he's just an old dude who just knows a lot about stuff where you sort of are wondering why they're still doing it, right? Why are they still in the job? Are they still doing medicine or just Yeah, basically, life. because medicine is something that you have to be retrained on all the time. Like I have mates who are doctors, they're continually studying all the time. There's technological innovations. There's all these different things going on all the time. And I'm like, are you really keeping on top of this? Like you look like you couldn't do a tweet. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to the uh, relevance of Twitter to medicine in a second, <laughs> but go on. And anyway, basically, I remember going in for a, like, just your classic sort of give us your blood and piss routine mm. for, you know, the STI check. Yeah. And his way of going about stuff is, cool, piss in here, and I'll give you a, a write-up to, to get your blood taken, and then I'll give him the stuff, and he'll be like, great. Well, I'll let you know if anything happens. That is his way of being a doctor. He's just like, so it's not like give us a call back in a couple of days. It's like, no, 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 I'll call you. Like it's a sales call. Yeah, yeah. it's a three-day follow-up and you'll get a postcard after six. And um, I, I, I just remember, though, like going one time and being like, I was sweating on it a bit. And then he, I call him back. after I didn't hear anything. And I'm like... That's not good. And you, I'm like, and that I'm like, weight is awful. Oh, it's awful. And I call him up and I, I'm just like, they're like, oh, the doctor's office. I'm like, can I talk to him? You know, I did a test. And he's like, yeah, yeah, cool. He goes, oh, hello. How are things? Like having a good old chat. I'm like, yeah, cut the shit, doc. I'm like, what are the results? He's like, what? And I'm like, the test, the blood, the piss. He's like, oh, yeah, no, you're fine. See, oh, thanks. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that that system has ever been good. So that the, the no news is good news when it could very easily be call you up and give you the news. Yeah. Considering that you, so you're paying for basically silence. I know. If I like, things go well, you hear nothing. I love if it's no news is good news, you are a coin flip away from bad news. So it's like, 
Uh, it's ridiculous. The other time that I've gone to him, I'm just like, look, I've got this real problem. So I had this problem where, like, you know, the back of one of my testicles, but like up into the groinal area. These are both sex things. No, it, it's not a sex thing. Anyway, I was just like, oh my God, what is that? Like, I just don't know what it is. I'm freaking out because it's at the back of my testicle. I'm thinking, like, fuck, is this like testicular cancer? No, it's I a mean, small army figurine from <laughs> a previous sexual exploit. <laughs> what were you about to say? A previous occupant <laughs> of my body. <laughs> so. I anyway previous tenant. Yeah, I've 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 had it with with this thing because it's been on and off for a long time. Like I'd just be driving and there's just pain up there. And I go in there, I'm like, what's the deal? And he goes, I don't know, let's go get an ultrasound. So I go get an ultrasound. That sounds like the wrong thing, but go on. It does sound like the wrong thing. It is not the wrong thing. I go to the place and I'm getting an ultrasound from this this woman. And so this doctor is just like, she's putting the jelly onto my balls and she's just searching around. And I'm just like... your balls? No, no, no. My balls are fine and they are of relatively regular size. Anyway. (laughs) For listeners, uh, I will not verify the size of Riggs' balls (laughs) on our socials, but I'll take his word that they are sizable and quite the handful. But anyway, it's, you know, th- there's always that thing of like, uh, you know, when you <laughs> just sort of slide, you know, when there there's a bunch of porn that is created around certain scenarios of your, of, of people's lives. It's like, you know, in a library or like right, c- right, right. cop and prisoner Sit- and like do- situational like, role play. Yeah. Like doctor patient is extremely common. Gotcha. And like, it's so funny when you think about it. I've never found that hot. Just it is it, the least hot thing. Want she, to put that out there? When she's just like, "I need you to uh, move your penis underneath this blue blanket and expose your testicles," and I'm like, "No one is getting an <laughs> erection today." <laughs> <laughs> but also, the general demeanor of every single GP I've ever seen is, "You are an arduous element of my day." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And also, I wish I was dead. Oh yeah, is every doctor. And and here's this: you want you want to talk about no news is good news. How's this? I'm getting the ultrasound, the jelly's on, and she's going through, and I can see on a screen behind her head like what's going on. So I can see it like obviously you would see like a baby in a womb. Sure. And I'm just like I'm looking at this thing, and <laughs> there's and all, a and baby in your testicles. No, but she. Well, there Series are many babies. Small there's rings, millions of smiling. There out are of the millions of babies. <laughs> Just yelling <laughs> through the screen. <laughs> Stop wasting me. I was like, is that my sperm? She was like, you are an idiot. <laughs> I. <laughs> That's not what happened. But she's looking at it and this is all she's doing. As she goes over, she'll be like, hmm. Silence? Huh. No, no. And That's, I'm like. That's the worst. What? And she's like, says nothing. And it's just like, Huh. And, then, and I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? Anyway, I'm just sweating balls here. And I'm just... <laughs> which is uh, yeah, bad. Exactly, which is real it's bad. Terrible moment for that to happen. <laughs> that had to get treated. <laughs> I was like, why are, they, why are you secreting testicles? <laughs> no, but I've just gone like, oh my God, this is horrific. And then eventually she's just like, okay, you have an inguinal hernia. And I'm just like... Oh, thank God. And she's just like, anyway, you can get elective surgery or you can just stop being a pussy. <laughs> and I'm just, essentially, is what she said in like doctor speak. But don't give me that like no news is good news shit. How awkward would you feel and how terrified would you feel like I was if a doctor's saying nothing and just going, huh. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> you, you also shouldn't be surprised because in order to become a doctor, you have to be socially inept. 
Like <laughs> you spend a lot of time training to get there, but also in order to just be allowed into the club. To the Hippocratic Oath yeah. uh, is effectively you saying, I will be the weirdest fuck going. <laughs> For the rest of time. We basically just need doctors to be one step above a sentient machine. <laughs> That's exactly it. It's Bedside manner is a myth. Oh, I have never... 100%. <laughs> the concept of that existing is beyond me. I watch House, the fictional television show, and go, I wish I'd had a doctor that had that much personality. Oh, yeah. He is the rule, not the exception. <laughs> 100%. Um, all right, so one one last quick one because uh, we're we're quickly approaching the uh, the end of this. This my p- apologies, homegrown horror shows. You should you should never apologise except for uh, the fact that uh, you have no idea where fruit comes from, and also that you sweat actual <laughs> testicles. So both of those are a you problem. <laughs> so the the last one is. Uh, Short, but also raises enough questions. From a nurse in Canada. Had one dude who got a penis implant, which he did not take care of very well. He came in and said, can one of you take a look at this? It doesn't appear to be healing. Apparently his mum had been bathing it in saline. Oh my (laughs) God. Where do you start with the questions? I'm going to start right here. Your mum? That how old has are you? To be, right. If you're old enough to get a penis implant, and and I did follow up by saying, was this like an has it been in an accident or something? And she's like, elective penis implant. So so with, okay. So can I just speculate as to what a penis implant is? Because this is what I believe it is in my mind. Grab one dry paddle pop stick. <laughs> Get Put it down your urethra. <laughs> it seems like it is that. You are hard 100% of the time. <laughs> it, it's a dick splint. It is absolutely a dick splint. It is uh, buy three lamb kebabs. <laughs> Eat meat off kebabs. <laughs> Use them as rigid cock splints. <laughs> So, so anyway, uh, I'm like, look, just need to check before I mention this in the show. This wasn't some horrible accident. She's like, no, it was. Uh, he, it was elective. Uh, the guy had <laughs> decided, despite being in his early 30s oh. and not having erectile dysfunction, but he'd had he'd had struggled to get hard a couple of times out of a year. And was like, that's too many for me psychologically. Oh. I'm going to be hard 24-7. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so not only is that a decision that is driven by pure vanity, he then takes the strangely eatable decision to let his mum bathe his new penis oh. in saline, <laughs> which you don't come back from. Would you rather be hard no. all the time <laughs> nope. or have your mum wash your dick? Oh. I'll take both, says this man. <laughs> What a fucking psycho. And the worst part is that when you think about it, his mum was washing his permanently hard dick. Oh, my God. In salty water. Why would any of this be the go-to? Why would that be a decision a human has made not under duress? Oh, my God. Like government duress. What did he know? What secrets did they need? (laughs) 
I cannot believe that this bloke has just been walking around like with this damaged but perennially <laughs> hard dick like <laughs> like a fruit bearing tree in his pants. <laughs> he, he is pitching a Ford Arrow all the time. <laughs> but sim- but similarly, coming in and having to explain that uh, it wasn't wasn't uh, healing uh, to the rate that he'd been told, despite his <laughs> mum's sponge baths, <laughs> would be a weird moment in medical uh, history. Yeah, speaking of porn scenarios, no. oh gross. <laughs> <laughs> that on that note. That is all we have time for, but how can the people get in touch with us? The people get in, can get in touch with us via Instagram. Hit us up on Gus and Rig at G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G or find us on Facebook, shit show, all one word. Amazing. That's it. Thanks, guys. Cheers, guys.